0: This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop.
1: You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.
2: Now that I'm the proud owner for 20, I haven't slept much this week. Oh, no. We yeah. That. I broke the rule of, you know, uh, I, I had this, but I'm not even going to hook my PlayStation up until I go my week off,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, so I not even put myself in that position. Yeah, that lasted about three hours. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll just hook it up. I'll go ahead and just get it set up. Yeah. You know, because you got to do the downloads mm-hmm. and the update. Oh, yeah. Just get it set up. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
3: yeah. All
2: right. So I did that. And then I was like, well, you know, I'll go ahead and at least set my settings. You know, I'll make you know, Liverpool yeah. my team and hmm. I'll just see. And I was like, well, you know, I can at least, I can go ahead and create my guy to start a career. That'll be fun. I'll, I'll just do that. Just see how that works. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I just—I can, you know, run some training and, you know, play a game with him and just, yeah. And it's 1 a.m. a bitch! i got to be up at 5. I'm going to work Oh, no. And, yeah, tonight is the first night that I haven't. Tonight's the first night I haven't come home and hmm. played the game. So,
3: uh, well, we'll be yeah. quick so you can get right back to your year annualized football franchise fun
2: no i'm going to bed when i get (laughs) off
3: i'm still gonna work again tomorrow (laughs) oh we're gonna get we're gonna get some work done here on the podcast this is episode 287 of the informed affair podcast welcome everyone i am edward green joined as always by mccall and crime west bradshaw we got a fun one for you today folks uh, we're going to be going over the weekend that was in the Premier League. Uh, we're going to be previewing the big match that will probably be just dreadful and awful as all big hyped up matches tend to be um, for this weekend. Uh, we'll also uh, be doing a quick Champions League recap. We'll be going through that as we finish group stage week four there. Uh, we'll be hitting the news and notes, the watch four and the so raw and uh, Maybe. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hey, hey! If nothing else, I will have a so a, a piece of so elite raw this week because yeah. it's it's our weekly our weekly Madden Brendan Williams update. Um, so we'll, we'll have that.
2: I love how you've uh, slowly um, taking control of this. segment. Yes. <laughs> it's taken it's taken five years for the more for me just talking yeah. about wrestling, or to you turn it into basically. Uh, a wrestler talking about anime. Yeah.
3: What what happened to Dio Madden this week? Tune in later to find out. Uh as always the podcast is presented by NGSC Sports at ngscsports.com. We never stop as well as Alicia's pills and things. Listen. Um if you are uh, if you're an Ajax fan, you know, it was it was a tough tough few minutes there at Stamford Bridge the other night. Um what better way to console yourselves uh, and shed your Dutch ways than getting a nice body pillow. I don't know if we do international shipping on these. You'll have to ask Alicia herself. But get yourself a nice body pillow so you can have something nice to hold at night. And remember the glory... call
2: about the shedding your Dutch ways. Yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> Every time.
2: Why can't you be a proud Dane?
3: Uh, so give her, give, her, give her a ring over there on her Facebook page at Alicia's Pillows and Things. She can hopefully get you the hook up there for your national shippings and if you're in the united states hey maybe you're maybe you're a washington nationals fan uh, you're super excited get, get your nationals gear uh get pumped and for that world series win uh check out alicia's pillows and things again her page is on facebook check her out there and get your house hooked up with some great sports stuff from alicia's pillows and things speaking of Things things happen. Well, the... well, I was going to say. Of course,
2: speaking of international shipping, you know, mm. and uh, we we like to we like to talk about the worldwide footprint that we have. On this yes, show. yes. We mean you, the Balkans. Yes. And we would like to welcome a new listener to our pod this week. Someone mm. who will download us every week. She promised, <laughs> and that is our new Japanese contingent. Oh.
3: <laughs> Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Welcome, 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 Glorious Nippon. Thank you so much for joining us here. You know, it's it's Naha not, not Nippon, wherever you
2: <laughs> tell them all about the anime. We'll talk the anime, but welcome <sighs> to our Japanese friend.
3: I think I think she should start providing us with an, an anime corner, I, a weekly anime corner. No, no, she
2: doesn't need to do that at all. <laughs> <laughs>
3: How how hath Japan changed her this week? That's that's the new segment.
2: Maybe we could do that same, but I don't, I don't think she's
3: Fun. Fun time. I'll
2: leave that to you and Brennan Williams. It's the bullet
3: train. Um hey. I'll leave that to you and, excuse me, you and Dio Madden. Mm. Speaking of bullet trains, uh United's getting hit by one right now as they drop Bam! another ma- thank you. Another match in the Premier League, this time to Bournemouth. Uh, 1-0 is the score there. Didn't expect a Bournemouth game to only feature one goal, but here we are. Uh, Josh King does get the winner on halftime as the Cherries up the Cherries and uh, United drop yet another match. Uh, Arsenal similarly fail to get a win at home. This is uh, this one. Those two wolves, those plucky wolves, they do get a uh, an equalizer as they've done it quite a few times. A, a bit of a late equalizer, not super late this time. Still fifteen minutes to play when Raul Jimenez equalized for Wolverhampton, uh, canceling out Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's initial goal for the match. Um,
2: so that's, uh, that's Captain Pierre Emerick Aubameyang <laughs> to oh. you.
3: We'll get to that. Don't you worry. Uh, Manchester City uh, keeps pace or tries to keep pace with Liverpool with a bit of a comfort behind 2-1 victory over Southampton. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, our favorite Ward-Prowse on the show, uh, get the goals for Southampton in the 13th minute, stunning the citizens at home. Uh, But the coon, Serge Aguero, comes out in the 70th minute to score the equalizer for City. And then Kyle Walker The first good thing he's done in about a year for Manchester City gets the winner in the 86th minute to get them all three points. Um, Newcastle beats West Ham 3-2. They had to weather a late storm from West Ham uh, as Robert Snodgrass got a late goal to pull them within one in the 90th minute, but could not overcome the first three-goal salvo from Newcastle as that's a big win for Newcastle to make their way up the table. Uh, Sheffield United, they just keep trucking on, trucking on uh, a three nil victory at home against Burnley. It's a brace for John Lundstrom and uh, this Sheffield United team, just very impressive wolves, very impressive last year in their debut season, back up in the premier league Sheffield United do having a similar uh, time of it here. Uh, as they, they've re-entered the Premier League, currently sitting now sixth in the table. Impressive, impressive stuff for Sheffield. Uh, Brighton it and hope you
2: know, good. really the difference in that, I mean, you know, people mm-hmm. last year were looking at Wolves like, oh, they could do some Wolves and spend some money. Mm-hmm. And Wolves had, all, had that Portuguese contingent, you mm-hmm. know, uh, had the, I mean, they have Portuguese internationals, and there was kind of some backroom dealings there that got them what they got. So Wolves last year weren't really a shock with their success. Right. Who the hell thought Sheffield United was gonna be anything? I
3: had them pegged for relegation.
2: It's yeah, I mean shocking. they didn't go they didn't go out and spend a lot of money and they didn't, you know, go flashy, you know, a guy like Ruben Nevis who, mm-hmm. you know, big teams around Europe wanted. There's nobody on Sheffield that big teams around Europe want. And here they are, man. They're just you know, they're just playing their brand of football and they're going after it
3: playing very British. Very British. Oh, uh, not not big Sam foot forward maybe, but they are playing very proper hard British football. Um Brighton and Hove proper, proper Britain football. Uh they beat Norwich 2-0. Uh with that's a big win for them as uh these two teams are near the uh well, at least Norwich trying to get out of the relegation zone. Brighton and Hove making their way up into the top half of the table another strong season there uh, obviously uh Chris uh Houghton their their former manager a bit of a controversial decision to get rid of him at the end of last year after they stayed up seems like things are starting to go pretty well for them though uh 11 matches through the season uh controversial little bit over at Vicarage Road as Chelsea do <sighs> maintain a two-one victory over Watford. Uh Christian Pulisic, he can't stop scoring. Stars and stripes forever. He gets what would be the winner. The second goal for Chelsea in the 55th minute. Uh Gerard de la Feuille with a penalty in the 80th. Um there was also some VAR controversy because they can't have a match without VAR controversy anymore. So we'll get to it in a minute. Um Leicester beats Crystal Palace 2-0. This was a big match kind of trying to see where exactly is Palace, you know, after their very good start to the season against a somewhat soft schedule. Leicester comes to town does take them down. Uh Palace uh falls 2-0 here. Jamie Vardy has a goal in this one as uh, as Leicester keeps it up there. And then this was ooh this was a this was a contentious one, folks. Um, everton won Tottenham one uh sank to sun gets the eventual equalizing goal in the 97th of what became a 112 minute match um uh, thanks to the 12 minutes of stoppage time uh cancels out Delia Ali's 63rd minute goal uh, which I do believe is his was his first of the season uh in the Premier League no I'm sorry it's the second in the Premier League this season, um, Deli Ali may be starting to round back into form, but of course, the big talking point of this match was Hyungman's son going in behind Andre Gomes with a slide challenge, and through a poor challenge, and with uh, Gomez's, uh cleats getting caught in the dirt, and then Serge Aurier also coming in and sort of diverting Gomes. Gomes had a absolutely. Horrific, horrific injury. Um, it's a what looks to be a a dislocation of his right ankle. Um, Hyung-man's son was given a red card, that red card was then rescinded uh later mm-hmm. this week on appeal, so he will not have to serve his suspension for that. Um, but is you you saw the side son horrified. After after the challenge and seeing what what had happened to Gomez uh, or sorry, Gomes um, play Everton players go into the locker room after the match to console son and tell him, you know, hey, we we know you we know you didn't mean to do this. We, it It's OK. We're, we're not mad at you. We forgive you for this, dude. Uh, so a, a good show of sportsmanship there from the Everton side uh, in what was an absolutely tragic, tragic time for Gomez. For Gomes. I keep saying his name wrong. I apologize. Uh, I believe this is also Gomez's second major injury like this uh, of his career. So we'll see if he's able to come back from this. His year is most likely done. Um, and hopefully he will be able to resume his career at a later date. But uh, Wes, this was a a very interesting match that produced a lot of talking points uh there was backlash to the to the <clears throat> some of the articles focusing on sun's um grieving process and 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 say and some people going so far as to say he was crying fake tears which is unbelievable in my mind um although it's the internet so it is what it is um but this also uh, showed potentially the 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 whole thing of professional fouls and it's funny because we actually talked a little bit about this i think it was last week last week or two weeks ago when palace played arsenal and guendozy at the near the end of the match tackled literally tackled zaha on a uh, on a breakaway chance and and we talk about how how silly these professional fouls have been getting and how dangerous they can be and it seems like that's kind of what this was for son he 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 went in from behind, no real chance to get the ball. But it's a play we see almost every week in England. And it just so happens this time it breaks a guy's ankle. And so the question is, is this going to be something where we see a rule change that, that starts to limit... What a those quote unquote professional fouls are and and starts giving out harsh penalties to prevent something like this, even if it's a rare occurrence, but just saying, hey, don't do this anymore because we have a worst case scenario and it's bad.
2: Uh, I think it's early to start thinking about that. Um, God, right now, the last thing the freaking Premier
3: League needs are more <laughs> changes. yeah.
2: Let's keep as. Hey, that's
3: I fair. know what. Let's let VAR check. What do you think? Well, you know what, VAR – That's the crazy thing. Vart did check this, and that's and that and that's and that's the weirdest part because it's like this is something VAR should be used for, and and the uh, there was a uh, Anthony Taylor, the referee in the match, uh, mm-hmm. initially had produced a yellow card, and then after seeing the injury, revised it to a red. And that's something where if you can go to VAR and say, look, this, it was a poor challenge, but it wasn't potentially a red card worthy challenge. Maybe he changes that. But still, with with, with these sorts of, you know, you see guys tugging on players' jerseys from behind. You can easily blow out a guy's hamstring if you do stuff like that. I I just wonder if... Eh. I, I don't know. I'm just, i see it more as...
2: I mean, this is an isolated incident. I mean, yeah, there. Are, I mean, there is a. Uh, I don't know. I just. I believe with it just being, you know, this is a very unusual circumstance that mm-hmm. took place. Um, I don't know if I see that this is going to lead to the outcry for massive rule change because I mean. The other thing is, if you start doing that, you are massively changing the Premier League. True. I don't and think And the that. Premier League prides itself on its physical, tough, athletic play that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, changing things in the Premier League, that's not usually much of an option. The Premier League doesn't change.
3: I, um, I just wonder like, at least not. We, we have a term for it, and 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 I, I see it get bandied about, and I think I don't know if it's necessarily what Sun did, but it, it it's it's sort of what Gwendosy did, and it's we see it a lot. Shithousery. That's that's what I think is like, yeah, it's fine if you want to be physical. It's fine if you want to have have strong physical presence. What I'm talking about is when you're when you're not even making a play to the ball. When the foul is so obvious, and it's just like, yeah, okay, we get it. We know you were trying to stop a breakaway, but you had no ability to even get to the ball. Like, everyone in the stands knows it. As soon as the guy usually commits the foul, he already knows the card is coming. I just, I wonder if it's in those sorts of situations that we might... That we might start to move towards harsher penalties. That's that's where I'm getting. I, I understand strong tackles are a part of the English football. I I totally get that. I'm talking about, as I said, the shit housing. Like I I think that's something that we, we could we could do less with. I would not be upset about that.
2: We could. I just wouldn't expect the Premier League to move quickly on this. That's fair. Once again, not their thing, and I. I hate to put it this way because this sounds harsh and insensitive as I say this. Um, Andre Gomes, not a big enough superstar to bring immediate change. And and like I said, that sounds foolish and that sounds horrible. But okay, let's say this had happened to... Shit, say it happened to Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Say it happened to uh, Marcus Rashford. Mm -hmm. Say it happened to um, Kevin De Bruyne.
1: -hmm.
2: I think now, especially the first two, because those are England Golden. Mm. I think that might get that public outcry going. I mean, I just, you know, once again, I think it's a nice. And then it's, I mean, it's Andre Gomes. I just, I don't think it's going to get the ball rolling for any reason. Change of anything. I think we might be kind of grasping at straws there. All
3: right. Uh, Well, so that was that was that match, and uh, just a very very odd match. And uh, we will see how both teams end up recovering. Uh, Every and and I'll throw this. I
2: mean, as far as as far as everything else for Tottenham, that's another disappointing result. I mean, Everton. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, you do. I do. I do wonder if. If um if Sun doesn't get sent off. Now obviously as as a lot of people point out online, even if you don't send him off, he he's coming out. He he's getting subbed out like immediately after that happens because of he, he's he can't keep going after that. Um there there's no way emotionally he could have been able to keep playing. But I do wonder if it's a full strength Tottenham team at at, at eleven men instead of ten. If Maybe they hold on through the extra twelve minutes of stoppage time that uh, that took place. So I I do I do wonder about that. Plus we we'll get into their Champions League match as well um, going forward. That that may have proven to be a bit of a watershed moment, especially in terms of lineup going forward. I think I think that'll be pretty pretty interesting.
2: I mean, obviously we'll hit the. Um... We'll hit the table a little later in the show. But I mean, mm-hmm. Tottenham still, I mean, God, more losses than wins on the season now for Tottenham. More mm-hmm. losses and more draws than wins. Mm-hmm. It was just not what we expected to see from Tottenham Hotspur this season. And yeah. um, I, I do think, as as bad as this has been, you know, at the moment, I almost wonder if this is, this may be, and like you said, turn a watershed. this might be the distraction that Spurs could need to kind of get out of that funk that they're in. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's, there's starting to be positive signs and Hey, while they are, they are 10 points right now out of a champions league spot. Um, they're not very far away from the rest of the group. And what's funny is you could almost argue that teams, there's two teams in front of them in Arsenal and United that are in much bigger disarray than Tottenham are so there's I think definitely chances for Tottenham to jump up here in the coming weeks if they if they are really turning the corner here. Um, team that that does not need to turn the corner just yet is Liverpool. Their final match of the week, uh, another come from behind victory uh, where they give up a a somewhat early goal this time to Aston Villa. Uh, and it's on Andy Robertson to bail them out in the 87th minute to pull even, and then Sadio Mane in the 94th to win it. Um, I'm going to quickly go here to their uh, to their results page, and I'm just going to look right now. Uh, this is this is Liverpool's recent form: uh, win against Aston Villa 2-1, win against Tottenham 2-1, draw <laughs> United 1-1, beat Leicester 2-1, beat Sheffield 1-0, beat Chelsea 2-1. <laughs> I
2: see. Well, we kind of have
3: a theme going. Yeah. Um, also in there was the crazy uh, League Cup Arsenal match, which take it that way you <laughs> will. And then I believe also uh, there was the gank match Champions League match right. this week that was also two one. And right. I don't remember what the previous one was. That was a much Maybe more it was 4-1. One. Yeah. So I guess what I have to ask you is West, and I I will explain obviously for for those uninitiated with this, this phrase, is this a worrying trend for Liverpool? Or is this a hashtag worrying trend? For those of you who do not know what hashtag worrying trend is, that is a phrase coined about five or six years ago in league of legends. When people were like, Hey, this, this certain player looks really bad. And then he just absolutely decimated people. And so it became hashtag worrying (laughs) trend. So, I get, I mean, that, but that is true. Now, Liverpool have sometimes struggled a little bit defensively. It feels like they've switched off sometimes this year. Still very good. Just maybe not at the heights we saw last year. They don't have Joel Matip, who is very, very important for them uh, as part of that back line uh, in terms of last season's defensive stoutness. And obviously, they're still winning. So there can't be that much of a problem, but... It, it and and it does seem like th- th- it's. I, I can't tell if this is just Liverpool being resolute and able to come back from anything, or if maybe there's a few cracks in the dam and they're like trying to start throwing fingers and plugging holes in them and stuff.
2: Um, here's my deal I'm not worried. At all. You're, you're West positive Bradshaw. Why would you uh, be Well, worried? I am West positive Bradshaw. I'm not the most positive person on earth. But he, <laughs> you know, clock coined the phrase near the end of the season, mentality monsters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's just what Liverpool are. I mean, you're down 1-0 on the road to Aston Villa. Um, you hooked your best player, Mo Salah, at, at like the 60-some minute mark because he was just terrible on the day uh Klopp didn't play Fabinho trying to save him for City because he's sitting on 4 yellow mm-hmm. cards mm-hmm. Uh, everything in the world going against you you know you're looking ahead to the biggest game of the Premier League season and what do you do they Liverpool just kept coming Liverpool are like the ocean they just keep coming in waves and at the end of the day they they're not stopped Um, they score two goals late. Uh, Andy Robertson of all people getting the equalizer. And then Sadio Mane who had been absolutely dreadful on the day is Sadio Mane who right now might be the best player in the premier league. Absolutely dreadful on the day. What does he do when everything matters most? He finds the ball, puts it on his head and gets a winner. Um, Liverpool right now have the feeling of, oh God, I hate saying this so much because it's one of my most dreaded Premier League memories ever. It feels like Fergie time. (laughs) I mean, Manchester United were the absolute kings in the 90s and, uh, and throughout the 2000s of, you know, they would have a shit day. They would be off. They would be off. Nothing would be going their way. You would be up. Everything would be going your way. And then all of a sudden, they would find two goals to beat you somehow. And you know what? That's why they won a shit ton of Premier League titles. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I I just, I believe it's got to be kind of frightening for Liverpool's opponents and for the Premier League that right now, sitting on the fact that Liverpool haven't played very well. Overall, Liverpool haven't played that well. And they're on pace for the greatest Premier League season ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, they sit atop the league, 10 wins, one draw. They've dropped two points on the entire season. And to top it off, they've after we play City, we've played all the top teams in the league. Mm-hmm. We've played Tottenham. We've played... Well, okay, out of the big six. We would have played everybody out of the big six plus Leicester. And if we get a win against City, we would have dropped two points out of the whole thing. So, I mean, that's got to be terrifying. And and then when you take into account that, man, and yet they keep winning. And yet they keep winning. Because you – um, you've just got that you've just got that feeling somewhere in you that that front three can click at any time. And we know they can because we've seen that front three click at any time. Now you add in the fact that suddenly Alex Oxley Chamberlain has goals in his last starts. Um the fact that, oh God, they might have found a goal threat for midfield. Uh Allison is rounding back into four. Uh yeah, you know, I think we I think we um, put off the fact that he missed two months of the season and is just coming back. Um, no matchup right now. One semi-worrying thing is uh, Joe Gomez. He hasn't really gone back to the heights. He was uh, – he had hit last season. Um, Lovren, I mean, there's no worry with Lavrin. Lovren. There's nothing. <laughs> there's mm. nothing to even think about there. He is a hundred percent Dejan Lovren, so yeah. uh, nothing new there. Uh, Van Dyke has been really good this year. He hasn't been maybe. You know, it's it's almost like he's kind of got like a little Mo Salah syndrome mm-hmm. that second season, where he was so he was just he was best in the world level a year ago, and I'm not talking about best center back in the world. I'm talking best level much like Salah was his Mm -hmm. first year at Liverpool. And now he might have come down a pace. But when you, and and everyone compares him to that, man, he's still probably the best central defender in the world. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold is taking a step up. Andy Robertson is at the same level he's been at. Um, Fabinho seems like he's taking a step up. I just think, you know, they've given up nine goals. That's second best in the league. Leicester and Sheffield United have given up nine. Liverpool given up nine. I mean, I just, I don't see anything to worry about with Liverpool at that level. The only thing I have to worry about with Liverpool really is the fact that, and we'll obviously talk about this later, are there enough days in the week for Liverpool to play all their damn mm. <laughs> matches? Um, Um, and that, that's going to be an issue is how healthy can they stay? Liverpool have depth, but how healthy can all that depth plus stay when literally you look at their schedule for the next two months and they're playing every three or four days. Mm -hmm. I mean, Liverpool from pretty much here on, other than I think the inner, God, until the international break in January, play twice a week. I mean, it's Champions League or mm-hmm. it's um, Club World Cup or it's Carabao Cup or it's FA Cup mm-hmm. uh, or it's just uh, December, you know, December Premier League scheduling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be Liverpool's toughest opponent. Is going to be God getting themselves off the mat every day to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the way Liverpool are playing, they've got a mentality that you know, they just have that mentality and that's carried on this far if the front three can snap into form that, that to me that's just got to be terrifying for everybody ahead of.
3: so one thing I would say is because you know I, I love my numbers I love my math mm-hmm. um, giant nerd, you. I am it's true that's why I wear glasses um That's right. very good point. <laughs> um so there is a stats um called expected goals um which is basically like based on shots and shot selection, how many goals should a team expect to have scored in a match and how many should they have expected to give up in a match. Um and right now um with the numbers on expected goals and expected goals against and then translating that into expected points. Uh-huh. Uh, Liverpool are currently outperforming their expected point total by a little over 8 points. So that is that is the... If, if there is a worry, and, and as you say that, yes, they aren't playing yet at maybe their peak level. The worry is that they have not been playing at their peak, but they've also been very fortunate. Mm-hmm. And and the worry is that if that fortunate side collapses a little without the play coming up to meet to, to balance it out, that Liverpool could start to fall hard. And and when I say hard, I mean become the second best team in the league instead of the first. Um so it's very, very, very steep drop. Um, exactly. So I do think that with their schedule coming up, with that very tight schedule coming up, th- there is a chance that Liverpool could regress back to what their expected numbers are. And in that scenario, that, that there is a bit of worry there for Liverpool going forward. Now, having said that, that doesn't take into account mental fortitude. That expected goals doesn't take that into account. There is something... Definitely to be said there for that, but I think if there is a an actual worrying trend, it is how far above there. You know, if in baseball it would be, you know, your Pythag, you know, which is very simple. It's based on how many runs you've scored and how many runs you've allowed. What about should your win loss be? And if you're vastly overperforming that, you're probably going to regress to the mean baseball obviously also very long much longer season than soccer so there's more chance to regress where as in football you're playing uh what is it like a quarter of a baseball season basically so th- there is a chance that you can continue to outperform your expected values but but that is if there is anything it is it is that while liverpool have not been playing great they're still outperforming what they should have been, what they should have, and that is that is the worry that if a couple things don't quite break their way, they could be in relative, with air quotes, trouble. So, again, a lot, a lot, a lot will be determined this coming weekend. This is absolutely mammoth. Obviously for the SEC with LSU and 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 Alabama, but also in the Premier League, uh, it's it's gonna be a big one, folks. Um, your match schedule for this week is Friday, 3 p.m. Not not as big. Norwich versus Watford. That is a relegation battle, though. Um, on Saturday, starting at 7:30, you get Chelsea Palace, 10 a.m. Newcastle, Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton, Tottenham versus Sheffield. That's a big one. And Burnley versus West Ham. Then at 12.30, top six teams, Leicester and Arsenal square off. And then on Sunday at 9 a.m., you get Manchester versus Brighton Hove. And Wolves and Aston Villa. And then at 11.30, to close out the weekend, it is Liverpool versus City. The, the verbal shit housing has already started this week by both teams. Uh, Wes, give us, give us your couple-minute preview of of what is going to be going down at Anfield this weekend.
2: Uh, the big, you know, Some of the big keys of this for Man City is the continued absence of American support. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other side of the pitch for them, uh, the absence of David Silva. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if any team is built to handle the absence of a David Silva, it is <laughs> Manchester mm-hmm. City. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see the defensive partnership that Pep puts out against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, mind games are abounding this week. Oh, never <laughs> uh, expected yeah, that. It's, it's it's been great. You know, it started with uh, Pep. Making just the offhand comment about he can be
3: the best knows, in the world, or he, he sometimes, sometimes dives.
2: Dive. He dives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and Mane kind of coming back in, in the humble way that Sadio Mane can. Oh, I would never do anything like that. You know, I don't dive, but I will do anything to win. <laughs> and the Jurgen Klopp saying, "Oh, you know, I understand where he's coming from. You know, we said." I wouldn't say anything about, you know, tactical fouling. I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> it's a shit, man. Here we go. So they've been at it this week. Uh, uh, you know, the the healthy central defensive app partnership is Johnstone. Mm. Um, that could be a complete recipe for disaster against this little squad. Mm-hmm. Um That just seems to be where this matches is. Liverpool attacking them,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, because it's just you just you have to feel Liverpool are going to be ready for that city attack. Uh, Fabinho, of course, taking the taking last Saturday off, so he's he's there. If he gets a yellow card matter because this is the one that
3: matters. Right.
2: So you're gonna have Fabinho back. Uh you'll have I'm I am guessing that back line is gonna be uh Trent uh Lovren, Van Dyke and Robertson uh can can Lovren play within himself and not just lose his shit which usually usually it takes Lovren a few matches He's had a few matches a lot better in the Champions League match. Um, You know, and usually he'll get he loses his shit. Mm -hmm. So hopefully he's got a good match in him. Um, It'll be interesting to see who Klopp goes to in midfield with uh, Oxlade Chamberlain being so good recently. Mm -hmm. He does give Liverpool that other kind of look in midfield. Now I've, where, I've I've seen
3: some people saying I and these these are the internet camaraderie, okay. um that they they like Alex Oxlade Chamberlain they like him a lot, mm-hmm. but they think that his defensive, what he lacks a little bit in defense and being able to track back might be a bit of a hindrance, especially against a team like City.
2: And that's the thing, you know, he is he is the definition of an hacking midfielder. And I mean, he will get back and press. He will he will he will griff some but when you look at the big game midfield that we've seen from Jurgen Klopp recently it's been Fabinho at the base, Jordan Henderson and Jeannie uh, Vinaldum going mm. forward. Um, Henderson has been under the weather this week playing the Champions League match uh, due to that You've got to assume he'll be fit by Sunday. That is kind of Jurgen Klopp's tried and trusted midfield. Um, so does he want to stick with the tried and trusted midfield, or does he want to shift someone out and kind of add to that dynamism and bring in an Alexander? God, we got so many two-name guys all the time. <laughs> Oxlade Chamberlain, um, who who does give you that extra scoring threat, and don't forget the last time, hey, the last time Manchester City saw Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, he was absolutely terror. Right, uh, you know, of course in the the four three match ago, and then in the Champions League uh, quarter final where he just you know, pile drove City nearly by himself, and he's he's really back in the... So there is – I mean, it's, it's a good problem for Jurgen Klopp to have. I have talent in my midfield. What do I do with this talent in my midfield? good problem to have. Uh, I just – I think it's going to come down to the two defenses and who really steps up on the day. Um, that's, my, uh, that's my key to the match is both attacks are going to be there and ready to do the thing. It's going to be you know, who can control field and who can control right. Well, and it, of course, and of course um, the tiebreaker at the end of the day. This is Anfield. Yeah, this is our fortress where we haven't lost in nearly three years.
3: And and that is that has been absolutely gigantic. Um, obviously, a a draw would not be a poor result. For Liverpool, uh, it no, would keep it no. would keep City six points back. Um, oh yeah. So we will we will see if yeah, it, it's it's going to be a big one. And, and we saw last year the the razor thin margins right. that that decided these these some of these matches well, last year. And, and, and really, you look back at last year, it, Um, you
2: know the draw at Anfield, and then the. Mm-hmm. So the 1-0 or a 2-1 at City, I can't remember. But I think it was
3: 1-0 with the one potential Liverpool goal right, getting barely And cleared. 11
2: millimeters yep. and got hooked out. Of literally Razor. Literally, thing. literally the last <laughs> possible moment was hooked out. And that was the 11 millimeters. If Liverpool, you know, pegged City back there, we win the league. Hmm? Based on all form going forward, we win the league. So, um... Obviously, these are the two matches that determined the league last year. Mm-hmm. And most likely, most likely, they're going to be the two matches that determine. Because if Liverpool get a head-to-head on City, and- yeah, everybody talks about the big league Liverpool had a year ago, but also City had matches mm. in hand. And I mean, that is something about City had the matches in hand. Well, you know, by the time things roll out, Liverpool are going to have the match in hand, having the West-, West Ham match. Uh, due to the uh, due to the Club World Cup, um, and if I mean you get the nine point lead now, and you, head I mean there's something to that. So uh, massive, massive weekend on Merseyside. Uh, of course, Liverpool trying to break this thirty year duck of not winning, um, not winning the league, mm-hmm. and
3: they know they're going to have to go through Manchester City to get there, and that will start. This Sunday, their first of two meetings in the Premier League this season. Other, Somebody's others...
2: planning to go to the pub.
3: <laughs> others, other matchups to be determined. Uh, as we said, Liverpool do lead by six. Uh, City are still two up on Leicester and Chelsea in third and fourth, respectively. It's Our... crazy.
2: Just, just to interrupt. It's crazy yeah. how City are up two points on those. Mm-hmm. And yet, absolutely no one even mm-hmm. can those two is like any
3: sort of a threat in the second place. Well, and I think that's because Chelsea are very young and right. a lot of times, and, and, and very inconsistent, very inconsistent. We saw in the champions league this week. Uh, <laughs> and Leicester, like we knew they'd be good, but we didn't think that they'd be this good And that other teams like Arsenal and United and Spurs would have taken a step back through the first right. quarter of the season. So, and, and especially with
2: Leicester, they're going to, they're going to have, mm-hmm, Season because you know, still no one's that sold on Leicester, so,
3: exactly. But, I
2: mean, yeah, people people are saying, Yeah, they're a good team, but mm-hmm. as far as truly being sold on Leicester, yeah, I'll you know, I'm kind of like the rest of them, I'll wait till uh, I'll wait till February.
3: Well, and See the it. big thing, they don't have European football, unlike most of these other clubs around them, that's so that's right, absolutely right, is something that helps. Uh, Arsenal are in fifth, uh, Sheffield United are in joint six with Bournemouth. Big, big shakeups at the top of the table. But at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone, it's Everton, who's currently sitting in 17th, just outside. Uh, Just inside is Southampton, who are three points from safety. Norwich and then Watford. Watford's still looking for their first win of the season. Um, we'll see. We'll see if they get it. We'll see if they get it this weekend. They're playing, I've already forgotten, they are playing Norwich. <laughs> They're playing Norwich, that's right. So a chance for a win there at the Head to Carroll Road. All right, the Champions League. Let's get to it. Um, through Group Four, we started to lock in some teams into the next round. Uh, Real Madrid making their case to advance out of Group A with a convincing 6 0 victory. Over Galatasaray, their first big win of this entire group stage. Uh, Very important for them. And then PSG, Ho-Hum, 1-0 victory over Club Bruges through Mario Cardi's 22nd-minute goal. Um, With that, Galatasaray cannot advance in the Champions League. They could still theoretically get into the Europa League uh, knockout rounds by finishing third. Uh, PSG... They're through, and with one point, they'll advance as group winners. Real Madrid have almost locked in a Champions League knockout spot, but they do need just a few more points. Um, But Wes, at the end of the day, for as as rough as it's been for Real Madrid at some times, it looks like with two matches left, they, they probably won't win the group as they're five points back at PSG with two matches to play but it does look like the national nightmare is over. They are going to go through to the Champions League knockout round. Uh,
2: Madrid, if Madrid make a bunch of guys just shut up around there. (laughs) (laughs) um, Madrid are not having this horror season that everyone's thinking that that it makes it out to be. Mm -hmm. It's just that they're not. They're not not galacticals. They're not as dominant as they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry to say, they're not as dominant as they are. I mean, they're tied at the top of the league right now, and they're um, they're just they're not the dominant um, you know force of personality that they've been. in the mm-hmm. so part of that's no Cristiano Ronaldo, but I mean, this is not a bad Real Madrid team. They're just they just have kind of a bad vibe, right but results wise, not doing half bad right now are really doing pretty well.
3: Just real quick. Uh, Wes mentioned that uh, Real Madrid currently tied atop the La Liga standings. They're currently tied with Barcelona and Real Sociedad. It is crazy. Right now, La Liga. Shit. Barcelona leads on goal differential. They are only seven points clear of 14th placed Ibar. Oh, yeah. What? And already have, th- have as many. This this league, get getafe is at nineteen points. They're three points out of the league lead, and they're in seventh. This is I mean, this is absurd. Yeah.
2: And then you look at someone like Atletico Madrid. Yeah. six draws in twelve matches, and they're one point out of first place. <laughs> I mean, it is it is absolute insanity in um, in La Liga. And like we said, just to throw a little little something at Barcelona, because I'll talk them in a moment, Barcelona are, if you, if you listen to everyone, Barcelona shambles right now. Yeah. And they're leading the league. But, it's, I mean, three losses already. And, mm. I mean, they just, they do not look good. No. Put it that way. I it's mean, not, they're Barcelona, but they do not look.
3: They're Barcelona. starting to look old. And, and that is that is a scary, scary proposition uh, for them right now. Um, so, again, PSG and Real looking looking good to go through. Um, also starting to get settled a little bit in Group B. Uh, Bayern Munich with a comfortable 2-0 victory in the second half over Olympiakos. Uh, Lewandowski and Ivan Perisic on the board for the Germans. Uh, but big win for Tottenham Hotspur as they go to Red Star which is definitely not an easy place to play, uh, but they get a comfortable 4 0 victory. Uh, Giovanni Latteso, his first start for Tottenham, he's on the board with. Uh, as was on the Spurs Reddit earlier today, uh, a a highlight. Uh, it was it was the footage of the goal set to Benny Hill music, um, because that is what that goal was. It was just crossbar, and then miss, and then miss, and then miss, and then finally Lo Celso puts it in. So very, very comical. Uh, but Youngman's son does come back from the, the tragedy of the weekend to score a brace within four minutes in the second half, and then Wantaway Christian Eriksen even picked up a goal in the 85th minute. Overall, a big result for Tottenham, as this means that with, with even just a draw against Olympiacos in their next match, assuming red star does not beat Bear next uh next time we're in the champions league tottenham will be going through as amazing as it is they have almost no chance to win the group bayern munich perfect four four point uh four wins in four matches but tottenham west i mean just about a month ago we were we we were coming off the the uh, horrendous loss to bayern munich 7-2 and now, still after two big wins against Red Star, they look very likely to get through the group and back into the Champions League knockout stage.
2: Oh, uh, they do. It's it's almost like kind of like a respite for mm-hmm. Spurs
0: mm-hmm.
2: because the Premier League has just been so ugh, crazy for so many teams, and it's so tight, and they're. That it's almost like you know, let's just get to the continent and we can breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me, been there, lived that life before. Um, so right now we're seeing somewhat of a difference in the Champions League than what we're seeing in the Premier League. It, it's almost like there's not as much, uh, there's just not as much pressure really in the Champions League. I
3: also, I also so think they're getting, they're getting a chance to play with a little. I was also gonna say, I just think the lineup is better. Uh, I, I think they, they they're play. They they played a center-back pairing today of Sanchez and Dyer, which looked good. Uh, Again, Lo looks like he's going to be the starter moving forward, which is a great thing. Ndombele didn't play, which, I mean, that's fine. He'll be back on the weekend. Or actually, I'm sorry, he did play. I, th- I thought he played, and I just didn't see him there at first in the lineup. Uh, Juan Foyth also came to play. Ryan Sessegnon finally on the bench now the last, the last two matches. He gets in there for a little bit of time. Um, I, I think we're starting to see... We had to blunt him in, Wes. We're blunting them in. But I think... I think finally we're starting to see the Tottenham that we might be seeing the rest of the season. At, at least in terms of personnel. Whether, whether we're going to see this kind of quality the whole year, I don't know. But I, I think Pochettino is finally starting to round his lineup that he wants into shape. Which is... Hopefully, good news for Spurs moving forward, Um, and
2: hopefully for Spurs too that uh, that injury. Not, I mean, I I think that's been a little. God, they've just been guys. Every time guys start to do something, it's like something happens to them. Yeah, or or they're coming back and they just haven't found form. There's just so many little things that have been going on, Mm. Um, plus all the other things around them. So. Let's see, hopefully going to Europe, getting a nice win. Hopefully that'll just lift the spirits in that clubhouse, mm-hmm. and it'll get some guys feeling, okay, I'm not terrible. Yeah. I'm not playing like shit. Um, you know, hey, I've got a good match. Mm-hmm. uh Celso being back, that can only help. He a big summer signing. Uh, you know, if he comes back and is in some form, that's going to be a help to him. Uh, Spurs, I once again, I think Spurs still have a very high ceiling. Oh yeah, I think so for this season. Mm -hmm. You know, even even with where they are right now, I mean, let's throw out. they're not winning the Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, but I would not be surprised come the end of May that Spurs are sitting in fourth, if not third
3: place. Yeah, they they definitely have a chance, and uh, and you know, hey, it didn't look like it about a month ago, but hey, if they can beat Sheffield United. That that would be a good another good sign. Where's record. that match at? I believe it's at it's at uh, Tottenham. Okay, it's at to that. Be name stadium.
2: Yes. Um, and I just think too, if they can just a win on the road, mm-hmm. that too, yeah, that will. And, and, and hey, maybe this one. Go- it was on the road. Getting a win. I mean, that's, yeah. it, you know, I mean, shit. We saw what Red Star did last. Year. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat the champions of Europe, the six time champions of Europe. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, they beat Napoli there. They beat, Yeah. They, they, the roost at home last year in that Champions League group. Just mm-hmm. do anything on the road. So we know Belgrade's not an easy place to go play. So, uh, I mean, give Spurs all the credit in the world. They go there, they the sales out of that place early mm-hmm. and cruised. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely cruised to a victory. Absolutely. So that is big time for Spurs. And as you said, and I agree, hopefully that's going to get this. Now there is another story in that group. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk a little Bayern Munich real quick, let's go for it. Uh, Nico Kovac is out after their horrendous loss over the past weekend in the Bundesliga. Uh, this is a team right now that is not winning the fourth. I don't have it in front of me. I believe they're like in fourth place. I'll
3: pull it. Up. And I mean,
2: they just look like shit. So they have um, they've hired the interim manager. And now the question comes, do they keep here? year? Do they go out and get somebody? Do we bring in Arson Wenger? Yes, yes, yes. The answer is yes, 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 yes. And so he said he never refused to talk to them. Oh, uh, Arson Wenger and Eric Ten Hag are uh, two of the bigger names on there. Ten Hag, of course, and um, Ajax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think somebody like Ten Hag maybe wait until the off season to make a move like this, a big move like this for him. Um, but Arsene Winger, his, his small, uh, ultra European leather duffel bag, I'm sure <laughs> is ready to, so, uh, I mean, man, how, how insane would it be if winger came back, but for Bayern, I mean, they're kind of sitting on, mm-hmm. where are Bayern going to go? It's a talented club, mm-hmm. but the direction was just completely off this year. There was no respect for Kovac left in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had completely lost the plot, and right now this is a Bayern team trying to find the.
3: Yeah, and, and you were right, West. They are currently on fourth. They're joint third on points, uh, behind, and they're just behind Leipzig on uh, goal differential. So, um... Ralph
2: Rennyek also a name floated around there, but I don't think. Ren... <laughs> I, I've actually heard Renick I've actually heard Rennyek might be a. Um... Might be a Premier League target uh, mm-hmm. if, if say, an Arsenal or a Manchester United decide to make an in-season move.
3: Well, uh, actually, we're not going to talk about it because we don't talk about the Europa League. Uh, but there was some talk that going to today's, because they played today, uh, right. Arsenal-Europa League match that uh, if Arsenal did not get a win, uh, this might be an end of the road for Emery. They drew 1-1. <laughs> We'll talk about Skandram, that. Squadron Mustavi, the hero. <laughs> yes.
2: God, that's something I'm out
3: about. Uh, We'll talk about that in news and use the notes a little bit, though. Um, Group C, uh, City, they still look pretty comfortable. They did draw against Atalanta this week. 1-1. God, did you see all the shit that went down in that match <laughs> today? I did not. What happened?
2: So at halftime, they pulled Ederson.
3: Oh, because I saw Bravo it, got, uh, got sent off. I did see that. Right. They pulled Ederson at
2: halftime and. Um, I don't know if he has a niggle, but Claudio Bravo came in. Bravo got a red card, and Kyle Walker had to go play keeper for the rest of the second half. Oh. And I apparently made a really nice save on a free so. um, God, Claudio Bravo, what a fucking shit house he's been.
3: Uh yes, it does look like that it was precautionary that Ederson was taken okay. off. So yeah. Yeah.
2: I unless, I don't know if he's got a little niggle. Or... <laughs> I mean, it seems kind of odd to take your goalkeeper out for no reason. Uh... to to preserve him. It's like, I mean, they don't really get tired. So uh yeah, so probably has a niggle. Um Kyle Walker ended up playing keeper and they oh. got a draw. So that can't really be the end of the world. Of course, they're so okay in their groove. It wasn't really an issue for them.
3: <sighs> wow, what a what a terrible foul by Bravo. Uh, so they draw 1-1. Uh, Dynamo Zagreb also draws Shakhtar 1-1 in a crazy, crazy match. Uh, yeah. Each team scored a goal early, and then nothing much happened until the final 10 minutes. Um, Zagreb scored in the 83rd. And then scored to make it 3-1 in the 89th. And you think, well, that's that's it. And then Shakhtar scores in the 93rd. And then gets a penalty in the 98th minute to level things up. Uh, and this is huge because both teams stay level on points in the table. And uh, are fighting for second place. They're both five adrifts from City. City's going to win the group. Um, but this is big because second place moves on to the Champions League knockout stage third. Drops Europa and, and West. These are two teams that absolutely would love to be able to, to jump into that knockout stage. You even said you wanted dynamo last time we talked to, to go through as we've, we've, we've oh, seen yeah. Shakhtar. We've, we've seen them, um, yeah. but seen just new exactly. So we'll, we'll see. Cause man, that is, that is, that is big time. And right now, um, uh, if it comes down to it, Shakhtar though, does lead on head to head away goals. So, that is the tiebreaker right now. Um, so, um, again, they both will still have to play City. Zagreb gets them at home. Shakhtar does not. Um, so, it will it will be decided in the final two matches who goes through. Very, very tight group there. Um, group D, also a little tight. Uh, thanks to uh, a bit of a surprise result today. Not Juventus. They were able to get through thanks to a, a last gasp winner from Douglas Costa. Uh, as they, they beat locomotive 2-1. Uh, Atletico, they also got a last gasp goal. But they were not so lucky. They fall 2-1 um, to Bear Leverkusen on the road. Uh, Alvaro, Alvaro Morata, the only score for Madrid in this one. Uh, so Juventus lead the group with 10 points. Atletico have 7. Uh, still in okay shape, as Moscow and Leverkusen both have just three points, so you expect both of them to go through. But this is this is one where you expect Juventus and Madrid to keep jockeying for who's going to win the group. And now, mm-hmm. next next Champions League week, Juventus it will be hosting Atletico, and after Atletico drops these three points, this this now looks like Juventus's group to lose, Wes.
2: Well, Juventus, uh, with their victory today, they are guaranteed. I think three teams already punched their ticket after today. Yes, and they Juventus are. Juventus are one of them. Juventus, PSG, and Barca?
3: Uh, Bayern.
2: Bayern, that's right. That's right. Yeah, definitely not Barca. Yeah. Um, not with that group. Um, so, yeah, Juventus. Um, kind of the funny story out of the Juventus match today. So, one stat about Cristiano Ronaldo kind of a moment. So we all we never enjoy the mm. failing of Ronaldo. Mm, never. you know, Some of his greatest Ronaldo, you know, something doesn't go right to you. So, Ronaldo, known as one of the best free, ta- free kick takers in the world, mm-hmm. since coming to Juventus, has not scored on a free kick. <laughs> has been just atrocious at him. So today, and I haven't seen it yet, but I'd read it. He has a free kick, and it looks like he beats the keeper. The ball is about to, and Aaron Ramsey gets on the, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> therefore denying Ronaldo free kick, uh, his free kick goal and scoring his first Champions League goal for Juventus. Good job, Aaron Ramsey. You're there. You play for them. Good job. <laughs> um, so uh, that that's just kind of a little um, side alley oh. of today's day uh... Poor 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 Ronaldo who's led such a tough life. I know. Poor Christian. Um yeah, hasn't gotten hasn't gotten his uh, free kick. <laughs> and
3: continues. Thank you, uh Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> we, the best thing you've done since leaving Arsenal. Um and unfortunately for that, that means somebody's gonna
2: <laughs> Does that still hold in uh Italy at uh,
3: um speaking of holding, Liverpool hold on. To a 2-1 victory over Gank in Group A, um, this this one, as we mentioned, a little bit closer than the last time these two teams met. Um, Oxley Chamberlain with the eventual winner in this one it for old. Liverpool, um, but Gank with with some uh, with some chances laid on, uh, and Alisson having to make some some crucial saves at the end. Um, Napoli also drawing to Red Bull Salzburg one one. Just call them Napoli. Napoli. Great uh, way to throw that. Um, ah, nice. Yes. Yes. That's right. Calzone. Um, no, they uh, spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. Um, they unfortunately dropped two points that would have seen them go back to the top of the group. So now Liverpool lead the group. By one point, both of them are at least assured of Europa League round of 32. Yay. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure both of them will most likely be going through. Of course, those teams will be meeting next match week in Anfield. Um, but, Wes, again, another another 2-1 victory for Liverpool in what was described as a a somewhat subdued fortress Anfield for the week.
2: Uh, very flat, very flat. Um I, I really think in between the the whole fact of after what happened with Aston Villa mm-hmm. the um the obvious whatever anybody wants to say, you know they gotta be looking ahead to mm-hmm. City this week. That match is just so massive as we talked about earlier. And then the fact you're playing at and Gink, who you just pretty much annihilated in Belgium. Yeah, there's no doubt whatever Klopp wants to say, Liverpool is gonna hit. Add to the fact you shuffled up the lineup. You didn't You didn't start Firmino. You didn't start Mane. Um, did I start Mane? No, didn't start Mane. Did not start Mane. Did not start Trent. Did not start uh, Jordan Henderson. Didn't start. Uh, didn't start Lovren. It was a very changed Liverpool side. It was a let's do enough to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Liverpool side. Um, and I think that even I think that rolled to the fan base. I mean, normally in a European week, as soon as that Premier League matches up, all right, hey, we got Champions League this week. Here's what we get. Excitement. This week it is all centered around City. All the talk has been around the City match. Good reason. You know, Now, I mean if Liverpool had been playing say, really push some things differently. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it's gank. Yeah. And for everything, I mean, it's the eighth place team in Belgium right now. <laughs> and a team you just beat four to one. This is what happens. You You look past those teams. And Liverpool were fortunate to uh, come out of there with a victory. A deserved victory, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was literally what I know you j- you joked with me about, well, they should have scored five. <laughs> Salah should have had a break. Didn't score. Um I mean there was one or two more they had really and you would have expected them to score. On the night the other night, you know what, Liverpool were the better team, but it's just because they're that much ink and they deserve their win. They deserve their three points. And now you know, just to touch on Napoli really. My God, you wanna talk about a Greece fight. You know, we're in England, so we're not talking about it. Um Napoli is having like a full-fledged baby now. it's being led by the May quit his job in the next week Oof. Um. apparently there was a uh, there, there was a training camp basically that the upper management wanted to, to and the players are like no we're not going no we don't want to go to this we're not going and then Ancelotti was like yeah I'm with the guys there's no need for this. This is stupid. So now it's like film against management and then they go and they come with Salzburg and it is uh it is not it is not pretty down in now two wins, two draws in their four Champions League matches. After, after getting that match week mm-hmm. they thought they were kinda going go away instead they find themselves in second and if they don't get their shit straight, Salzburg could come around because you know, Salzburg have gank in the next they took gink to school in the first match on match day one. So if they can do that, that puts them on. And you know you've got to you know, you've got to favor Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So you know they could be tied on seven, or I'm sorry, they can they can lead the group mm-hmm. the final match day, or a one point lead over. Right. Uh, uh, Getting into the knockout round, Mm -hmm. and if they come out of this group, you know you could give them a pass last year, Liverpool. This year, where they were easily, easily the second best team in this group, supposedly. Mm -hmm. If they don't get out, I mean, there's some hell to pay down. (sighs) So this group, this group definitely has some. there is some intrigue
3: still uh, in this uh, group. I do love intrigue. And uh, as you mentioned, there is some going on in Barcelona right now as well uh, in a group that is nowhere near done and dusted. Uh, Barcelona draws Slavia Prague at home nil 0 um, And on the other side, Dortmund. This, is, this feels like this has been Inter Milan's story this entire tournament. They get a 2-0 lead and they just completely blow it. Uh, they had an early lead against Barcelona on the road, lost that. They get this 2-0 lead on Dortmund. Dortmund storms back in the second half, gets three straight goals to win. Um, and with that, Dortmund sits second place in the group, three points clear of Inter, and just one point back of Barcelona after their draw. Um, even, even with Inter Milan still three points back, uh, they have to go to Slavia Prague, and then they get Barcelona at home at the San Siro. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm still not ready to count Inter Milan out, but if they don't advance, the, these two matches on the road uh, against Dortmund and Barcelona, where they could have at least gotten a point, if not all three, they, they're going to be kicking themselves. Oh,
2: absolutely. And, um, you know, they're pretty they're off. And for enter, you know, with as well as they're playing, you know, they've got to be seriously disappointed that this is where they've left themselves through four matches in the Champions mm-hmm. League. Uh, I mean, they they have they are a good squad, obviously, it's a brutal group, but I mean, they they have no one at this point to blame but themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, we will we will see if. They're able to shake it off there. Uh, in Group G, the group, it's like, I don't know. Uh, Leipzig have taken a commanding lead now, sort of. Uh, they are 2-0 uh, victors over Zenit on the road. Uh, big win for them. And then Leon beats Benfica 3-1. Uh, Memphis Depay scores another goal for Leon. Good for him. Uh, Benfica and Zenit are near the bottom. Uh, Leipzig at nine points leads the group. Leon is in second with seven. Zenit is in third with four points. They are going to need to make up some points in a hurry. Uh, they will get a chance against Leon uh, in what could be an elimination match there. If Leon's able to get at least a point, um, that will just about lock up the group. Uh, I just and- love how somehow Zenit stay in fucking pot one. <laughs> yeah, it's Russia, dude. It's fucking <laughs> Russia. Uh, and then finally, Group H, you want to talk about crazy matches. Yeah. Um, well, first, first of all, Valencia beats Lille 4-1. Uh, Lille got the first goal, and then Valencia got the other four, and they took care of business. Um, and then there was Chelsea Ajax, which, to paraphrase something I said last week about the uh, Liverpool Arsenal League Cup match, um, of all the Champions League group stage matches I have seen, this was certainly one of them. Yeah. Um, God. This, fo- this was this was just the oh uh, Oh my
2: God. Four of, four. Hold of hold my beer.
3: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> think that's something. Hold my beer. <sighs> uh, oh yeah, we, we had match. Four-four is the final. Ajax gets two own goals from Chelsea. Chelsea gets two penalties, including one. That was the end result of two players getting sent off for Ajax for two different things. And Ajax having to play the last like 15 minutes down to nine men all of a sudden. Uh, it, there was a VAR replay where the ball accidentally went off Tammy Abraham's hand and so it didn't count. Uh, Abraham also one of the own goals in the match. Uh, we had a goal go off uh, Keppa's face. Uh, we had Chelsea miss, like, a pair of sitters at the end that would have won it. I, I, w- w- what do you do after a match like this? Like, if you're Chelsea, w- yeah, you came back from down 4-1 through through a confluence of bizarre things, but you also could have just won it. Like, I, I don't know how you feel after a match like this. This is one of those, um,
2: you know, after a... High school or college or pro football game. This is one of those where the coaches say after the game, they're like, all right, tape, we're not watching any of this. Just move on to the next one. Um, Ajax went from being completely in control to, I think, right. I can see them right now the fight back to Amsterdam, <laughs> just complete silence. Yeah. And every now and then, the only time you look up, you like, huh? <laughs> what the hell just happened? You know, is as, as the the old uh, YouTube video with the kid after the dental surgery. <laughs> I can't feel my hand. Um, I mean, that's basically what this turned into—a nightmare. That, um. Kind of a like disturbing drug induced dream (laughs) for Chelsea. (laughs) It's like you can't say, "Man, we played great." No, you played like shit. Yeah, and you somehow found a series of unfortunate events, triax, that turned things back to your favor that kept in this group. But I mean, you want to talk about a group that's tight?
3: Tweet. I'm talking Arsenal jersey tight these um, these nups might be too toy almost I mean, here
2: you go with two matches to go they played out each other so mm-hmm. now it comes down to it comes down to two match days say that is an absolute and then there's Valencia who just no one's paying any attention mm-hmm. Seven. yeah because, all... I mean why would you at this point
3: yeah Ix Chelsea and Valencia all at seven points Valencia because of tiebreakers are actually in third place um, but, again, Valencia gets Chelsea at home next match week. And if they can win there, that, that is huge. Ajax, of course, will be taking on Lille. Um, but, I mean, if Ajax and Valencia find wins next week, it's going to be so hard for Chelsea to get out of this group. Um, especially when also, I... also, whatever else... Have, only the last week
2: are going to have Valencia. Mm-hmm. And, you
0: know,
2: they, they could be
3: battling for either... I mean, anything could still be up for grabs. True. Very true. Or they could just agree to play to a draw and Chelsea's out. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, anything could be happening here. It's it's going to be drawing yeah, draw and, uh, and we go in with three teams on eight points. Mm-hmm.
3: Let it happen. Let it happen, folks. Um, so that'll be, love be drama. something we watch next Champions League, which will be Thanksgiving week. Hey, that Tuesday and Wednesday will be, a spare, spare us your, your, your Turkey Day football. This is the only football we'll need that week. A. Unfortunately on Turkey Day, it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately on Turkey
2: Day, it'll be Arsenal. Yeah. Damn it.
3: The true turkeys.
2: go. <laughs> Got them. The real turkeys of English.
3: Oh, well, we, we've been going on for a while. Um, and I know Wes, Wes wants to, uh. To, to get to bed pretty quickly. Um, so we're going to go really quickly through these news and notes. Um, as always, we love pimping the, the, uh, the, uh, the athletic here. Um, great, great article from Daniel Taylor, uh, who is a fantastic writer. Uh, now 15 months in, Emory's Arsenal is a team riddled with doubt and confusion. It's a great write-up on, on what's going on there. And, of course, as Wes mentioned earlier um, in passing, uh, due to his outburst uh, upon being pulled a couple weeks ago, Granit Shaka has been stripped of his captaincy. Uh, Obama Yang is now going to be the captain. Um, so, hey, good move, Emery, I guess. I mean, it's probably about three months too late, but good and It's job. probably going to catch you a revolt. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you kind of did that by giving them the option yeah. to move the captain.
3: Yeah. That's... Don't be a
2: strong manager in yourself.
3: Why? Well, Emery has never been a strong manager. Um, also, uh, wanted to get your thoughts on this, West, because you know, it's United and they do weird things. Um, I always have a thought on them. They they are looking to spend, I believe, uh, about a hundred million this this winter transfer on uh, Declan Rice. Now, a hundred that's 103 million dollars, it's about 80 million pounds. Mm-hmm. But West Ham's Declan Rice, now, I no, nothing against Mr. Rice. And and he is young. He's young and he's English,
1: cool.
3: but um, is he is is Wes is Declan Rice worth eighty million pounds?
2: Just like Harry Maguire was
3: worth. Okay.
2: Oh my goodness! Oh, United, they want they want that young British core so badly. Oh. Man. I mean you're you're literally God, right now Declan Rice, if he was if Declan Rice was Irish, which he almost was, <laughs> if Declan Rice played for Ireland and not England midfielder. Mm-hmm. I mean eighty million is that is England um it's surcharge. yeah it's surcharge. It is insanity. But United are desperate and United, hey, in good press.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what's better to get good press? Obviously winning's not that important. <laughs>
0: that wouldn't help
2: at all, would it? Yeah. Um, you know, let's go out and sign and throw a shit ton of money at the kid to expect a twenty year old to come in and pick
3: It's definitely not the reports that you're about to be bought out by a Saudi group. That's <sighs> A Saudi group that murders journalists and cuts the hands off of people who steal bread. It'll be fine. Um, I I actually saw people... you don't need rights. I saw people in the group saying, uh, like, oh oh God, you know, the the Glazers are bad, but at least they're not Saudis. And people are like, are are the Glazers really? Like, are we okay? Are we... The Glazers aren't angels and everybody's like, dude, come on.
2: Yeah. It's like I saw somebody say, it's like, I mean, yeah, and we don't really care for the Blazers. But they don't, like, cut people's heads off. Yeah. Oh, like, oh my God. It's like they don't oppress the rights of an entire gym. Yeah. Um, or, or sexual preference in their country. I,
3: I mean, I did I did I actually see a lot. And, again, I don't actually think that's going to happen. I think that's, that's rubbish. Um, I did see a lot of people in the comments going, if that happens, I'm probably done with United. And I don't blame them if if a Saudi group took over tottenham I'd probably be done with tottenham to be perfectly honest so
2: I'm just a team my may run depth but I don't know I, there there are talks out there potentially being taken over one day by like a Chinese, mm-hmm. which would not make me a happy person. I think I would just maybe have to tone it down a little bit but you can't walk away from the team I mean what are gonna do You're not like I was a United fan, but now they've been taking over the Saudis. Bring on
3: the Chelsea shirt. Last week, no, no, you, you just, you just go cheer for like Bolton, or um... exactly. But who wants to cheer for lower league clubs? Come on. And and hey, hey, we cannot. There's there's nothing wrong with China. There's absolutely nothing, nothing wrong uh-huh. Uh-huh. with the People's Republic of China. It is a fantastic place, absolutely. and and they are having to deal with so many. Terrible protesters down there in Hong Kong, which definitely isn't that right.
2: Isn't that right, comrade? LeBron? <laughs>
3: it's definitely, definitely not. Definitely not that we are saying that Hong Kong should be free. Definitely not saying that that Hong, Hong, Hong Kong should, affairs, should be free. Hong no, no, that is we don't deal with foreign affairs <coughs> here on the Foreign Affairs Podcast. We absolutely would not say that we went not say on that. our
2: NBA coverage yeah yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah blizzard it's okay more here oh my god blizzard poor poor blizzard um Wes. final news a note um so what what uh, what are liverpool going to do with that whole uh thing that has the potential to be hmm what are you guys what are you guys doing what are you guys doing so you know, as I mentioned
2: earlier, I may have mentioned this mm-hmm. four or five months. But uh-huh. with Liverpool being crowned the sixth time yeah. champions
3: of yeah. Europe, you did that. Uh, yeah.
2: Being the European champion, one of those perks is you get invited to play
3: Club World Cup. Speaking speaking of terrible uh, country values, <laughs> Qatar. Speaking of countries that commit atrocities. Well, oh.
2: Welcome to Qatar. Um, so, Liverpool are scheduled to uh, we're not playing yet because these other places haven't finished all their shit yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the 21st of December, we're gonna play either the place game or if it's the third place game, I might slip my own wrist. We'll see what <laughs> happens. Um, well,. On the seventeenth of December, Liverpool are scheduled to head to the quarterfinal of the Carabao. Yay. And this is after every option one. Um there is no other time for the to play a match. Now, folks, um, one thing we didn't kind of mention, uh, after this after this match day in the Premier League on Sunday, after Liverpool and City, uh we do have a an international break. Mm-hmm. After that, when they come back from the international, leave the is that the weekend
3: of Thanksgiving? Um,
1: I as think I, so. Yeah. I look,
2: very quickly,
3: it leads into uh, Thanksgiving. No, no, the week right. before. Yeah.
2: Um, that Saturday, Liverpool come back and play Crystal Palace. Um, from there until uh, literally the second week of January, Liverpool play two matches. Mm. Hmm there is no time for Liverpool anything else so they have been told they have to play this this Carabao Cup match Um, Klopp has to name a 23 man roster to take to the club and then has to name an 18 man roster for the um, (laughs) for the Carabao Cup now that doesn't mean that he has to take 20 players to Mm -hmm. um, to yeah but those 23 are unavailable uh, there was talk of, well, you can play the caramel on that Wednesday. Some of those players could leave and come to Qatar and play the Saturday match. No. Everyone on that roster who is there going to play in those matches has to be there, I believe, two to three days beforehand for promotional mm-hmm. considerations. So Jurgen Klopp is going to have to have two completely different teams that <laughs> week to play three matches. Um, how he handles it is, is completely. Off. We'll see. Uh, the feeling is he will take the senior roster to Qatar to mm-hmm. play those two matches, and that would leave a be entirely a team of Liverpool players mm-hmm. playing in playing the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup. That would. Uh, Curtis Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Nico Williams, Keanu Hoover, Sam Vandenberg, Kevin Keller, guys who have been playing. In- but the difference with the Carabao Cup has been, he usually has about four or five of the in there. You know, the likes of a James Miller, mm-hmm. like Chamberlain, Nebiketa, uh Origi. Those kind of guys have been playing the matches as well. But with this Club World Cup, he can't do that. <laughs> so, literally, Liverpool are going to play two matches. And holy shit, is all I can say. I'm so freaking excited for that. It's not funny. You have no idea how excited I am for what is going to happen there. You know, I absolutely adore the youth. I love the youth. Oh, he loves setting them in. Still, still, my day's work. Ooh, I get to watch both of them <laughs> in two days. Life is going to be good. Um, It is going to be absolutely bizarre. It happens. Um, but, I mean, there's nothing else Liverpool. It's completely ridiculous that, you know, things like this aren't thought about beforehand. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like the Football League was just crossing their fingers. Well, hopefully Arsenal we knock them out of the cup because then you wouldn't have this issue. But Arsenal didn't get the job done, so now Liverpool have to come up with a solution. Because how dare the how dare the football league? You know, plan ahead for anything. Nah. Um, it's gonna be bad. absolutely. It's gonna be absolutely fascinating. It's gonna be fascinating. I mean, you're gonna see guys like Kane playing for Liverpool, and uh, oh my god, I mean, it's gonna be you know, Bobby Duncan. You damn dummy! This. <laughs> No, you had to go to Fiorentina. Um, so, man, just just in the words of Kramer, Cosmo Kramer, uh, giddy up. <laughs> I'm excited about it. That's all I can say. I'm,
3: I'm excited. I'm sure, I'm sure Liverpool is as well. Uh, it will be oh, very interesting. Speaking, speaking of things to get excited about, uh, let's hit the watch for Wes. What are you watching in the week that was or the week that will be?
2: Uh, I finished um BB. breaking
3: bad all
2: right finished breaking bad that was awesome i was still i went and saw a movie there am even this quick i went and saw zombie land double tap oh double tap and if you let's put it this way if you like you'll like double tap hmm. if you didn't like zombie land you won't like double tap makes sense fun movie i mean that's all i can say man fun movie um yeah I'm not going to win any awards, not, not on the level of crawl by any means. Oh, okay. Nothing's quite hit the level of crawl for me yet, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah, really, really solid, solid movie, solid hour and a half, two hours. Um, I mean, it's, it's Zombieland. They, they don't, they're not going to try to shock you with uh, Academy Award winning performance.
3: Oh yeah. We, we, we know what to expect Zombieland. Wee wee. Um, I I will really be real quick. Um, I would. Uh, of course, it's it's November and it's finally starting to get cooler. Apparently, we're going to get snow in a week, so that's a thing. Because that's how it works. Uh, and hey, it's college basketball season, and and the uh, the ACC has apparently decided. Hey, open with a conference game for multiple teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, North Carolina played Notre Dame tonight to start up, and uh, Virginia starts their title defense. And in the most Virginia thing ever, they win 48-34 against Syracuse.
2: And, and folks, we do mean basketball, by the way. That's not the
3: football score. No, no. Virginia's doing pretty good in football this year, but, oh, no. No, that's that's a basketball score right there. That is not great.
2: Apparently that uh, Kobe White kid for Carolina.
3: Oh, yeah, he's good.
2: Last oh, for like had like uh, double doubles, or had like eleven,
3: yeah, had, like five assists. Yeah, he good. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's he pretty good. pretty good. So that that'll do it for the watch four. Um, so so no so elite raw this week from us.
2: Well, I've I've gotta to touch on something. Um, okay, go ahead. Saudi Arabia and everything. Uh, WWE had crown jewel uh, last Thursday. Uh, from all accounts, was a successful event. Things went great. Uh, Bray Wyatt won the Universal title. The Fiend is your new Universal Champion. Mm. Um, and then something happened which left nearly the crew stuck in Saudi Arabia for a day. Um, there was no immediate Answer as to why they were being detained in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Okay. Um, WWE is kind of cool. I'm not buying that. Mm -hmm. There was something more to that. But anyway, the offshoot of that was that half of that crew was supposed to be in New York on Friday night to do SmackDown live. Well, they weren't getting to New York on time for SmackDown, so WWE had to had to pull out a Hail Mary. They called up the NXT crew, and NXT invaded SmackDown. Oh, my God. I did not get the chance to see those. I'm not going to. I'm still for at least one. I got to watch SmackDown apparently it was absolutely fantastic. Triple H leading the tr- This is now building into Survivor Series. It's going be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. It's Survivor Series. So that really does work nicely. And we had a fantastic main event on Friday night as Adam Cole, who if, if you know okay. me, Adam Cole, he is the NXT champion took on Daniel Bryan really one of the best smackdown matches you will ever and then they kept it up on monday night and adam cole took on seth roll which unfortunately i was indisposed of. um i completely forgot about robby uh but adam cole and seth roll to uh, what ended in a ended in a well, actually, but WWE is now gotten to a point they're promoting NXT. I mean, NXT has two hours on Wednesday nights now. It's basically the third show now during the week. They're promoting NXT on a as a brand on par with Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. That's pretty good. Uh, and that is, all, I mean, NXT has been kind of the under crown jewel. Sorry to borrow the phrase from the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It has been like the the jewel in the crown of WWE, mm-hmm. around street cred, and since debuting, it's gotten really good reviews. It's probably the best out of the three shows, and it is it is an an immediate influx of fresh hot talent onto the main screen, for and I don't see where he can do anything.
3: Nice. Well, um, Dio, man. Yeah, I will give my small part. Hey, hey, <laughs> nobody can say that Dio Madden does not fight for his friends. Um, Brock Lesnar and uh, the guy who Paul Heyman, uh, the guy who like pumps him up and whatever. There you um, go. Um, he so came ready. over. He came over to the the desk and started started yelling at Jerry Lawler. And King. and and was like and there like, something about asking about where is Rey Mysterio I don't know nope I don't know, I don't, I don't know. Um, and, and 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 Mr Madden was not having it and so Mr Madden got up and got in Mr Lesnar's face and he and and hey Mr Madden is like a few inches taller than Brock Lesnar so yeah. he actually, he's a very big man and and for one brief glorious moment you saw. Oh, the beauty that was Dio Madden, standing up for what he believed in and taking on Brock Lesnar. And then Breck lost, Brock Lesnar threw him through the table. Yeah, Brock does shit like that. So, but hey, 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 Dio Madden doesn't take shit from no one. And I fully expect this to go somewhere. And I really want to see Dio Madden break the shit out of Brock Lesnar. I wanna see it happen. I want the redemption arc WWE. I want it. Make it anime. I love it. I love it. Dio Madden's still the best Wooly. He's he is. He is. I, I don't I don't know that Wooly Madden would would have stepped up there and protected Jerry Lawler, but Dio Madden sure as hell did. Oh, so. And you've
2: inspired me. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs>
3: Uh, you should go watch it. It is a It was a pretty big slam through the table. <laughs> no, uh, I saw the slam through the table. Oh, okay. Yeah, that you was You know, sad.
2: I just don't understand your... It's fine. Yeah, I just don't understand.
3: Uh, You're Woo- you. Wooly one time... But you do him.
2: you. You're the man.
3: Everybody remembers that one time Wooly killed that guy playing football. Um, so that ends uh, this episode of the podcast. We want to give a big shout out uh, as always, to NGSC Sports as well as Lacey Spills and things. You can find them on the social media as well as us. We're there too. As a collective on Twitter, we are at AFA Pod. Wes, you are. I'm at West Bradshaw 21. And I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. You can also email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Thanks to our podcast providers, including Podbean.com, Stitcher Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio App, Google Play Music, and the iTunes Music Store. Um, so we will be back next week because we're on a big string of of uninterrupted live programming. Um, so so big things coming there, uh, and of course we'll be breaking down Manchester City of Liverpool. We have to. It's it's gonna be happening, um, and uh, yeah, that it'll be a big big recap next week in a match that I'm sure will definitely not disappoint, like so so many other match the weeks have. So
2: many others.
3: So many others. Um, so on that note, we're about to get out of here. But before we do, Wes, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, it is the last week,
2: of high school. Um, at least one that I'm going to be calling. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, hunt fight this week. Rocky Mountain, Northern Dash playing for second place in the biggest. Uh, Betting field in Southwest Edge, for the East Plains title, um, and I'm doing hunt
3: fight. Yay! Because we gotta sell one Christmas.
2: One, yeah, one Christmas. There's, there's no one that's trusted enough to do a thing. And I'm telling you, man, you have no idea how talented you are. <laughs> no other talent in that town that can call any folks names.
3: It's true. It's, oh, it's damn true.
2: Oh, and uh, by the way, in our, uh, in our special Rocky Mount Mayoral runoff,
3: Sandy Robertson is your new yeah. uh, mayor. Oh, I kind of, I kind of wanted to see Bronson win, just so, uh, uh, just uh, as, as, <laughs> as, just just so uh, uh, the uh, no, we, what is it? We, the we, um, we did not need that. The what is it? The Rocky Mountain Concerned Citizens Facebook page. Oh, you 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 love the. Rock. I I just I just wanted to see the absolute meltdown that could have happened. Ah, oh, that's what and the, the
2: meltdown would have been epic. The. Over- effect
3: on this oh yeah
2: would not have been good i
3: I mean i'm not there anymore i don't care so you're not there i still have to live here (laughs) that's true that's actually true
2: for a little while longer i gotta be here
3: yes so yeah good good for you mr robertson good 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 for you dude so we'll 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 leave it on that note hey again alabama and lsu play if you're still into that sort of thing and uh that's uh oh i'm definitely into that sort of thing yes you are i I plan on basically seeing a pair of
2: in in about a 12 hour time stretch or about a let's say a 16 hour time well no because it's an afternoon game fine in 24 hours i'm gonna number one version of it's big big times
3: big time football this weekend folks and i'll be back to recap it next week but for now He's West Bradshaw. I'm Edward Green. Thanks so much for joining us here on this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode of the Foreign Affair Podcast. Until next time, everyone, stay safe and enjoy the football.
2: Oh, Good night, Nico Kovac. We know you'll find a job somewhere. <laughs> it's not going to be in the bay and It will not be
3: in the <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Nico.
0: sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop.
1: You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.